0: It's the night before Christmas, and you eagerly lay presents into the tree to the sweet, sweet melody of silver bells. When you feel something on your butthole, what is going on? You turn around, and you see a hot flash, a crotch, and then you hear horrible, horrible moaning. You're paralyzed, you cannot move. When you look up, there's a crotch latched to your face under the mistletoe. It's Christmas season, and the thong wants its kiss. She had all night long. Let me see that song. I'm back again with another podcast. I know that all of you have missed me and missed these episodes so very much. In full disclosure, I was a little sad this season. As all of you can attest, my team blows. And I spent a few weeks feeling pretty bummed. But, truth be told... We're all in this league to have fun, right? We're here to enjoy ourselves to have a good time to make fun of each other and to just enjoy football. So I woke up to it and realized, yeah, there's a pretty good possibility the thong was going to put its baby inside of my belly, but that's okay. I will live. I will persevere. I will endure. And that also means that here's my opportunity to present you a playoff and bong bowl preview. Because this is is the season where champions are made. And (laughs) where babies are made. So let's take a look, see what's coming up this week, and see who is positioning themselves in three weeks' time to be crowned champion and lover. Now... Let's dive into the playoff matchups, where the real winners are made, where the men are separated from the boys. These eight teams either did an incredible job this season or just enough to sneak in. Yeah, I'm talking to you, Jason. You of unbelievable points for and very low points against, yet was somehow sitting four and eight leading into the last week and needed Zeke to get stuffed at the goal line three times and a touchdown pass to Amari Cooper on fourth down to sneak in to the playoffs. Let's talk this 1-8 matchup. Let's talk Jordan and his absolutely phenomenal Cooper Cupfield 12-1 roster against the the how-in-the-hell-is-he-5-8 Jason's kitten Mittens roster. This is probably the matchup that Jordan did not want to see. Jason's team has the capability to go nuclear at any point. How he was 4-8 with one week to go, nobody will ever know. But the fact of the matter is, this is a pretty even matchup. We have a possible Cinderella staring down the guy who lost one time in the regular season. Now, Jordan's team kind of is limping into this game a little bit. Kyler hasn't looked so great for the last little bit. Um, Unfortunately, he had... CMC get moved to doubtful. Damian Harris kind of put up a little bit of a stinker last night. Cooper Cup did salvage a touchdown at the end to help him out a little bit. But Jason's team still has Dalvin. He still has Aaron Jones. Jordan might be sweating a little bit. Let's see if he can pull another miraculous 40-point score out of his tight end or out of his flex three to move on to the second round. This is the matchup I think all of us have been waiting for. It's anybody's game, and I vote chaos. Let's the one seed be destroyed. In our 2-7 matchup, we have Jeremy's Brotherhood of the Steel Dongs (laughs) facing off against the Anaconda Squeeze of Jake Roundy. This matchup is a compelling one. Because I'm not going to lie, I was never really overly impressed with Roundy's team. Sorry, Roundy. But DK Metcalf went absolutely nuclear and level up. And looks like a 15-time Pro Bowl superstar with an unbelievable set of abs. And he carried him to great heights, led him to the playoffs, and he actually has a pretty formidable team. Brandon Ayuk was a revelation. Kenyon Drake has gotten his mojo back, even though the Cardinals' offense has fallen off a cliff. And, of course, he has Russ. Let's the man cook. Chef Russ about to make a gourmet di- dinner at any point. Jeremy's team, for the most part of the season, has been absolutely dominant. Josh Allen has been phenomenal. Alvin Kamara, until Drew Brees got hurt, fantastic. Travis Kelsey, we all want Travis Kelsey because he is the best tight end by a long shot in the league. Jeremy's team has been buoyed by those superstars the whole season and we can't forget Nuke, but at the same time, he's had a little bit of a rough patch. Jeremy had a hard time this season trying to pin down which guys to flex around his studs. And he may have misstepped this week. He decided to do the Thursday night flex gamble of James White. Whereas on the other side of the ball, he's had Cam Akers. We all know how that turned out. Now, truth be told, he did spend $71 on Cam Akers' backup. So he might have been a little tainted in the thought process. But this matchup does have the possibility of more chaos, more anarchy, more upsets. as round currently projected to win. I can't wait for it. I want more chaos in the 3 6 matchup? We have everybody's favorite league heel, Justice Overy, aka Taint That Won't Quit. Gotta love that team name, especially when uh, the commissioner makes it so. Yes, that's right. Versus Butt Floss, aka Zook Jr. Yes, Preston, my brother. This matchup is compelling justice has actually quietly very quietly put together a really solid stretch run the last few years in the league it hasn't culminated in a championship yet but he has had great drafts leads to really good regular seasons unfortunately he's had some pretty stinky luck in the playoffs but there might be hope for him yet robbie anderson is looking mighty fine with dj moore on this COVID list Juju has had a little bit of a resurgence. Adam Thielen appears to be healthy after also being on the COVID list, and he has Keenan Allen, who has caught everything in sight. That's Superman. Yes, Justin Herbert, the Herbs, has thrown his way. Spacing facing up against Preston, who has the Yeti himself, because Winter is here, in Derrick Henry. The inconsistency of Tyler Lockett, and the resurgence of rookie Jonathan Taylor, who looked... To maybe have been losing his job, who has now thrust it back and has looked awesome the last couple of weeks. This matchup promises to be interesting. It promises to be very close. What it could really come down to is which quarterback between P. River himself and possibly Jalen Hurts is going to have a better game. We'll watch carefully. This one is sure to be fun. And in the last of our previews in the playoff bracket, we have everybody's most despised league member, Nick Cronin, bane of our existence, also known as Gone With The Win, versus Lauren Overy, who's aptly named Jadavian Your Clowny is hoping to dethrone the jerk champion. Cronin finds ways to win. Win big, win small. All he's done is win for the last four years, and I find it disgusting. Okay, it helps that he drafted Devontae Adams, which was a brilliant pick. And Debo, when healthies looked good. Uh, Michael Thomas, I traded him, him to this foul creature in the hope of getting more depth... For my team to avoid the thong. We'll see if Michael Thomas puts up a stinker. Let's hope so. And the inconsistency that is known as Cam Newton. The fantasy gods probably love us because Cam Newton was absolutely horrific last night. Four fantasy points, probably worse than that in real life, and that puts Cronin behind the schneid a little bit. Lauren now has to hold up his end of the bargain. Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, his quarterback position is set. They both have, well, Aaron Rodgers has a great matchup, but Patrick Mahomes just puts up yards against anybody. Miami's defense, while good, I think that Lauren would take a Miami Dolphins possible loss if it means that he can dethrone Cronin. He has Julio, who's been ruled out. Chris Carson's looked really good since he's been back. So the question is, What can he get from his wide receiver core, considering that his two studs, Will Fuller and Julio, are both out? Can it be T.Y. Hilton? Will his renaissance continue? All I know is that myself and 10 other members of this league desperately want to see Cronin lose. Cronin, love you, buddy. I want you to suffer. I want you to suffer horribly, painfully, very painfully. Very painfully. Now that we've discussed winners and people who achieve things in life, let's descend a level or two down to your mom's basement where we have the Thong Bowl. Four pathetic, trashy teams conspiring together to do everything that they can to avoid the clasp of the thong. It's time to get gross and talk about pretty consistent thong companion, Curtis Hunt, AKA the ovary hunter, who had an unfortunately bad season yet again, although this time injuries did him no favors, taking on a newcomer to the thongs ranks, Ryan White, AKA your mom's weekend wrecker. Ryan's team required an absolute heartbreaking defeat Due to Zeke not being able to get one yard to get into this disgusting bracket of filth to take on our reigning boyfriend of the Fong, Curtis. Now, this matchup promises to be alluring. Both teams are actually pretty good. Have had some bad luck, have had some injury luck. Um, but what we're gonna see is this matchup is really gonna boil down to the quarterbacks. Okay. Can Lamar Jackson continue what appeared to be a decent fantasy resurgence last week with his rushing floor? Will Justin Herbert bounce back after getting absolutely destroyed by New England? The rest of their teams are pretty evenly matched. Nick Chubb versus Zeke. You know, Chubb's in better offense. Chubb's looked better, but Zeke is Zeke. Alan Robinson versus Jarvis Landry, probably a toss up. Poor Mark Andrews, who catches 25% of the 100 passing yards that Lamar throws versus Dallas Goddard. Chris Godwin, is he healthy? Todd Gurley, is he healthy? Calvin Ridley, is he healthy? Raheem Mostert, is he healthy? Do we notice a theme here, everybody? Yeah, that's right. Lots of injuries. Will Kenny Galladay play? Will Sterling Shepard be more than mediocre? We're going to find out. Whoever loses this game puts themselves in a decent position to be thrust into anally. So let's hope that they fight like warriors and see who comes out. On top. And now we come to the matchup of them all. The grossest, most pathetic, foulest, stankiest, sweatiest, man-juiciest matchup imaginable. Cameron versus yours truly. Jax Bauer versus a guy who can't figure out what his team name is. So currently I am known as Man Panty Party. Um this is a matchup of Two teams that have been pretty awful all season. Cam's team has shown some life toward the end of the year. He got himself a win. He's had a couple of really bad beats. My team generally sucked, right? Started off with promise and it's been all downhill since about through the first or second quarter of week one. In this matchup, it's going to boil down to who wants it more? Now, Cam's team on paper has some really good pieces. Miles Sanders, talent-wise, is amazing. He plays for a terrible team with a terrible offense that is completely broken. Corey Davis has looked amazing. Cam has had a man crush on Corey Davis for years, and he is finally showing out. Evan Ingram has the potential. Again, crappy offense. Bad backup quarterback with a noodle arm. Austin Eckler's healthy. He has the potential for 14 receptions. David Montgomery looks like a late-season hero. Justin Jefferson has gone absolutely nuclear. J.K. Dobbins looks to have it figured out. What I'm trying to say is his team has a very, very, very high ceiling. Now, will he choose to flex in A.J. Brown for Corey Davis? Does he dare take the risk with Mike Davis? Decisions to be made. All he needs to do is beat little old me. Can he do it? My entire season rests on a pretty crappy skeleton squad. Yep, I lost Josh Jacobs, he's out. Antonio Gibson's out. I traded away all my other good players and I am hoping that Clyde Edwards Hilaire can do something, that DJ Tark can do something, that Antonio Brown can turn back the clock and make it 2015 again, that Marvin Jones could catch a touchdown. Are these things likely? Probably not. What I'm saying is I think that Cam is in a position to win this week. And I fully expect all the mockery and shame that I deserve for such a pathetic season as the thong will smell my pheromones and hover ever closer to my butthole. So in closing, I do want to provide two awards for the season. More awards will be coming as we proceed through the playoffs and through the thong bowl. But I do want to give out the award for Best pickup this year, it's got to be Justin Herbert. Good job, Ryan. Justin Herbert, a lot of people thought was going to be a backup this entire year to Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod lasted one game. Justin Herbert stepped in and has been absolutely supernova, making crazy throws, threading the needle, throwing in tight windows, and generally being a baller. He went from waiver wire in a two-quarterback league to a top-five quarterback. On the other end of the spectrum, we have the worst pickup of the year. And how can it be anything else, <laughs> anything other than Jeremy's pickup of Malcolm Brown for $71? Yeah, Jeremy's going to tell you something along the lines of it being a mistake, or he fat fingered it, or he was tired, or, or something stupid. But we all know that after that week one, when Malcolm Brown looks like he possibly was the man. Jeremy couldn't help himself. He spent all his money on a guy who's ridden his bench ever since. Despite that, he's still the two seed in Ryan's in the Thong Bowl, and my team sucks, so he's done some other things right. More awards will come, and eventually we will crown a champion, and the Thong will crown its champion as it goes reverse cowgirl on one of us. Have a good one, everybody. We will chat with you next week on the Thongcast. He had him step just just dance all night long let me see that song